Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing? It's good to uh, be here with you again. Episode 153, we're going to talk about planning a job search in the new year. So this is going to be useful, A, regardless of whether you have been searching in 2020 or you're planning to start in 2021, and B, if it's 2024 when you get a hold of this podcast, because what I'm saying to you now is not specific to a pandemic. It's not specific to 2021. It is good stuff. So the kind of the way that I want to set the the stage for this is I like to use the analogy with my clients of being at the starting line for your job search. So January, kind of the middle of January through about the end of March is the highest usually, who knows, with, with the pandemic. But it's usually the biggest hiring time of the year, that first quarter of the year. And you want to be at the starting line when that kind of the, the proverbial gun goes off. What you don't want to be doing when that gun goes off is updating your resume, polishing your LinkedIn profile, learning how to interview, planning a job search, researching employers, any of that. You want to have all of that foundational stuff done. And it is November as you listen to this. So you've got the month of December. You probably have some downtime. I know that there may be family commitments, but you've got some time to get these things done so that, again, you can be at that starting line when you know, the, the new year rolls around. So I want to give you 11 things that you can be doing now, kind of steps to take before the end of 2020 so that you are at that starting line come January. Number one, a professionally prepared resume, I believe, has never been more important than it is right now because of the job market the way it is. If you have a homegrown resume focused on job duties rather than achievements with no clearly articulated brand and no notion of how to make your resume applicant tracking system compatible, you are putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. And if you think about what it costs to have someone prepare your resume for you, a professional such as myself, if it shortens your job search by even a week or two, depending on what salary level you're at, it will have paid for itself. Now, I always give a caveat with the professionally prepared resumes. Make sure you know who you're, who you're hiring and what they're capable of. You want to see samples of their work and you want to see what other people have said about their work. If you are looking at $150, $250 resumes, you are not going to get much better than you can do on your own, I promise you. So if that is the price range that you're operating in, you're going to be better off to try to wing it by yourself and get some free help from things like my podcast and my pot and my website. But if you can swing it, it is so much better to have someone professional do your resume for you. Not just because they know what they're doing in terms of you know writing and formatting, but they can ask you questions that you would never think of to ask yourself. And they will see you from a perspective that you cannot possibly see yourself because you are you and they are not. (laughs) Number two, 
you want an updated on-brand LinkedIn profile. And I want you to have a new picture on there if it's more than a couple of years old. So you really want to spruce up, I call it like kind of improving the curb appeal of your LinkedIn profile, because that is the way that many employers are going to find you. Recruiters are going to find you on LinkedIn before they ever see your resume. And I can promise you that virtually any employer that considers hiring you for a job you have applied for, they're going to look at your LinkedIn profile before they decide whether they want to reach out to you as an interview candidate. So you really want that spiffy LinkedIn profile. Again, that's something that I can help you with. Um, or you can get free information from the podcast and other resources that I've put out there. Number three related to LinkedIn is I want you to have a minimum of 500 connections. And the reason that I preach this so often is because I consider your footprint on LinkedIn to be the people you're connected to and the people they're connected to. So those are called second level connections. You're connected to Sue and Sue's connected to Bob. Well, you're a second level connection with Bob. And by having more connections, you are increasing that footprint, meaning that people who are looking for someone like you, you're going to come up higher in their search results. And that's the name of the game. So 500 connections don't stop at 500, but that's that's the minimum baseline. Number four, I want you to get a clear picture of what you require in an employer. This is work that I do with my clients one-on-one -on -one when they go through job search coaching with me, is we look at a number of criteria and we decide the client decides what's most important to him or her, and, and then we rank those things. So then we use that as an evaluation tool for any companies that they look at. Do they, these companies meet my criteria? If they don't score high enough against those criteria, then there's no reason to pursue employment with them. That's not a good fit. So having that clear picture, just like in any other area of your life, if you don't know what you're looking for, what's the old, um, I think it's from Alice in Wonderland, like, which way are you going? Oh, I don't know. Well, then any road will get you there. But you want to have a very clear focus when it comes to the ideal employer that you are looking for. Number five, along those lines, you want a target employer list of 12 to as many as 25. I usually get my clients to get 12 to 15 companies that meet those criteria. So after you've set out what you're looking for in an employer, you've then identified companies and you've researched them so you know whether they meet your criteria and you've come up with a list of 12 to 15 that really are a good fit for you. Number six, again related to this, is a strategy on how to get your foot in the door with each of your target companies. So the way that I do this with my clients is using a, what I call the quadrant tool. And I'll walk you through these four quadrants. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but this is you looking at each company in your target employer list, looking on LinkedIn, figuring out who's the decision maker for that company or who do I think it might be. I'm going to do my best homework and figure out, you know, is it the chief information officer? Is it the um, chief operations officer? You know, who is it the, the vice president of, the director of, whatever? And then I'm going to look to see how I'm connected to that individual on LinkedIn, and I'm going to come up with a plan to get my foot in the door with that decision maker. And I'm going to, I want to start with somebody I know. So the first of this quadrant, the first quadrant is who do I know that works at that company and is connected to the decision maker? So that's going to be prime, you know, connection. And this is, again, somebody that I know. Quadrant two is somebody that knows the decision maker but doesn't work at that company. 
Quadrant three is somebody who works at the company but doesn't know the decision maker. So that's what I'm going to try to find. Of the first three quadrants, I'm going to see if I don't know someone who fits into one of those. What's going to end up happening with 12 to 15 companies is there's going to be a few of these companies that you don't have a quadrant one, two, or three person for to start. So where you start is quadrant four, which is people that you know that are well connected. So you don't see that they're connected to this person at the company that you're, you know, the decision maker. Doesn't look like they've ever worked there. They don't work there now, but they're just well-connected people. And so you could go to your well-connected person and maybe you have three companies that you haven't been able to identify anybody at. So you're going to go to your, I call them centers of influence. You're going to go to your center of influence and say, hey, do you know anybody related to ABC company, CDF company, GHI company? Do you know anybody who knows this person at that company? Like, what? who can you help me with? And when they're well-connected people, chances are they can help you find somebody that can get you, you know, in the door. Number seven, research for each of your target employers. So the, there's the research that you do initially to determine whether they make it on your list. Then there's the research that you do to really get clear on what are their challenges? What are their problems? What are they dealing with that I can help with? Where do I fit in as a solution to a problem for this company? So that's really deep level research. And, and I've talked about this before, so I don't want to go too deeply down this road in this podcast, but just know that this is that active job search strategy where you are not concerned with whether they have a job posted on Indeed or LinkedIn or anywhere else. You are having a conversation about you being a perfect fit with the organization. And if you've ever read Good to Great by Jim Collins, that's the concept of getting the right people on the bus. And my clients, basically every week, I hear a story from a client who has a conversation like this, no job exists and yet they are hired because they are a perfect fit for the organization. So this is real. It's a thing. And research is the key to making it happen because you have to know what you are, who you are, what you bring to the table. You have to know what they're about, what they're challenged by, what their goals and visions vision is, and how you fit together perfectly. Number eight, be sure and do a Google search of yourself to make sure that there's nothing out there that's going to give a prospective employer pause. And as I have talked about before, it's not just the absence of negative, but it's also the presence of positive. So make sure that, you know, we've talked about your LinkedIn profile. Make sure that whatever you're putting out there is on brand or at least not contrary to your brand. Just know that companies hire Gen Zers and, and millennials to do these searches. So if they can find a way to get into your social media, they will. So don't assume that you've got everything perfectly blocked. Number nine, you're going to want a multi-pronged job search strategy that focuses on networking on active strategies. So what I do with my clients is we come up with four to five job search strategies, and then we create three to five action steps for each of those strategies that, that they can then calendar in as their marching orders for their job search. And then we periodically evaluate that job search to see where's the traction, where the traction isn't happening, how can we do mid-course corrections with that job search strategy to do more of what's working and less of what isn't working. So really having a job search strategy in place by January is so important. And if that job search strategy is I'm going to look at job boards four hours a day, that is not a job search strategy. 
and it's a terrible idea, right? So we really have to think about, okay, I'm going to I'm going to spend 25% of my time on job boards. The other 75% is going to be networking. What does that mean for me? It's not enough to say I'm going to network for 20 hours a week or whatever. You have to have a plan. And number 10, confidence in your interview skills. And so, and the reason that I said confidence in your interview skills as opposed to great interview skills, it really is about your confidence level and your opinion about your your interview skills. If you are going into a job interview feeling shaky, about whether you're going to be able to pull this off. You are not going to show up as the best version of yourself. So even if your interview skills are strong, if you're shaky in whether you think they're strong, you've got a problem. So having a coach like myself, it's such a great idea to work on anything that maybe is might hold you back in terms of, oh, if you just answer this a little bit differently, it'll be a much, diff- much better experience, you know, much better result if you approach this question differently. But also you get to get that feedback on what you're doing well from an expert and it just catapults your confidence. So that's a that's a huge one. And number 11, I think, is the most important one and it undergirds kind of all of these and it is having the proper mindset to achieve all of these things. So I next week, my my podcast is going to be with my my friend Jane Springer and we're talking about five areas that mind drama can keep uh, can creep into your job search. So be sure and listen to that. What I want to say to you about it today is that proper mindset is how all of these other things get done. Having that positive mindset. And this is not just, you know, affirmations posted on your mirror. This is not just, you know, saying things out loud, but it's really a mindset shift so that you believe 100% in yourself and in your capacity to be a great addition to these companies that you are seeking out. And being willing to, to fail, being willing to be rejected, being willing to hear crickets, all in the name of getting what you want, that you're willing to go through however many no's you have to go through to get to that amazing, life-changing yes. I hope this has been helpful for you today, and I encourage you to review this podcast a couple of times, grab these, maybe make some notes for yourself, and get after these things so that you are ready to be at the starting block come the second week in January. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.